Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of DDP Radio, live right here at ddpradio.com. Now, listen, every show I do here, I usually spend 10 minutes doing a rambling intro with all kinds of nonsense and, and bullshit. But right now, we don't have time for that because we got so much show to cram in. So I'm just going to... Fast forward through all of that. Introduce my co-host, Crystal. How are you, Crystal? I'm okay, thanks. Um, I kind of, you know, want to just get on with the show because I know how much information, you know, is brought with these two. So. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. That that's that's what it is. And and you know, I have so many people that tell me they re-listen to these episodes of Nancy and Stacy because they are in so much information. So I do uh, suggest you listen to this a couple times, maybe take some notes. There will be a quiz later. But without any further ado, uh, first off, let me bring on. You guys know her if you're in the DDPY community. She was the once and always co-host here uh, for DDP Radio for many, many years, uh, StacyMorris.com. She has an incredible blog, and, and she has an incredible page in recipes, clean comfort, um, uh, uh, sweet comfort. Like Those books are, are lifesavers for people trying to eat well, but also eat good. Of course, the one, the only Stacy Morris, how are you? Hey, uh, thanks for having us back, and happy spring. Happy uh. spring. Happy spring, absolutely. And and then of course you guys know her. She's uh she's one of the cornerstones here at DDP Radio, and I say cornerstones because quarterly she comes along and she just blows her mind with all kinds of great information and tips and she is a licensed in pretty much everything, nutrition, health. And if you go to her website, NancyGuberte dot com or the Instagram or the Twitter or I'm sure she's everywhere. She's a modern woman with modern technology <laughs> at her disposable disposal, so I'm sure if you guys head over to any of her socials, uh, you can find out everything you need to know. But Nancy Gaberte, thank you so much for coming on with us once again. Thanks for having us. Ah, uh, no, no, no problem. Thank you. And and I know you guys have a ton of stuff to get into, and I know we got a lot of great topics uh, at hand. And I know that one of the things you wanted to talk about was kind of you know a lot of the anxiety that we're getting into in kind of transitioning from this you know home bounds just protective bubble and kind of venturing out to society where we've been told that everything's like crazy and dangerous and, and unhealthy for a while there's got to be a lot of anxious uh, anxiety and transition going out there so i was going to throw it to you and stacy to kind of start that conversation on uh people who are starting to re-enter the world again after two plus years of of being locked up like this uh how is how are you guys dealing with it and how uh, in your field, are you seeing things kind of progress as we kind of re-enter some kind of normalcy? Yeah, I think it's so important to touch upon like freedom from anxiety and really mental health because during the pandemic we saw such a rise in this, and now you know it's like for two years, you know there's been such a rise of mental health, and then we say, okay, we're all good now, come on out. You can't make that switch without really putting some steps in place. And food and supplements and mindset really can help. So I I think it's important to recognize 
if you have anxiety, and it is one of the most common mental um, issues going on. Just for the United States, it was affecting 40 million adults before the pandemic, and 54% of children in the U.S. suffer from anxiety, especially with masks, no masks, take it off, oh, and, you know, you tell a kid, now you can take it off, you're all fine. So this is why I think it's really important to understand that it's real, and it has to do with our neurotransmitters, our serotonin, our dopamine levels, that fight or flight mode, and that involves additional neurotransmitters called um, epinephrine and norepinephrine, and all of these can get lowered by the food we eat, such as like the standard American diet, which is lots of processed foods, fats, and sugars, and less of um, whole foods being like the whole fruit or vegetable, balancing our meals, knowing how to keep our blood sugar levels even. Um, But in addition to that, when we are um, anxious or stressed or even depressed, our B vitamins are extremely low. So if you're going for a CBC, a complete blood count, it's really important not only to check vitamin D, but your B12 levels. Um, Check all your B vitamins. If you can check your neurotransmitters, that's wonderful. You could check your cortisol because that is a hormone. Most doctors will just do like thyroid and hormone testing, but you want to go deeper than that. And if you did get any of the shots, I would recommend getting the D-dimmer test, which is D-D-I-M-E-R, because that can show if there is any um, issues going on. Because, like, I did a – I put together a pre and post um, any type of COVID vaccine that someone was getting. We did a pre and post protocol, and now we check certain markers because, you know, there's all this – There's all this scientific uh, research going on and people are concerned with, well, can any of that have affected my body? So it depends on your testosterone levels and you just check these additional markers and you're good there. So like, let's take the anxiety away from the virus, from the lockdown, from the possible um, therapeutics or solutions they had to re-enter the world And if we look at each one of them, there really is a solution. And by understanding that there's a solution, it takes away the anxiety. But I would say go back to the core. Go back to what you're eating. Go back to your lifestyle. Because you can't re-enter the world in a confident manner if you are not living a healthy lifestyle, if you aren't exercising, if you're not doing your yoga, if you're not staying hydrated with enough water, if you're not making sure that you are staying away from the junk food and replacing it with healthy, balanced meals, if you um, are not on a supplement protocol and then you're not getting the nutrients from your food, then your body is vulnerable. Right, So you have to look at all of these things. And I know that I've mentioned this in the past, and I would say don't shoot the messenger, but drinking alcoholic beverages lowers your glutathione levels, and that makes your lungs susceptible. So if you do drink alcohol, then obviously in moderation and always drink a glass of water with that so you don't get dehydrated, but make sure then you're taking um, N-acetylcysteine, which is a precursor to glutathione, and it has a double bonus. It also has been scientifically proven to help with mental health issues. So I'm just... Uh let everybody, if anyone has any questions before we go even further into real, that. Uh, real quick, I, I want to touch on this real quick because you brought something up earlier. We went away to the beach this weekend. We, Katie and I went away all weekend. We stayed at a hotel. We went to the beach. I've never been a person who is, you know, germaphobic. I still wouldn't consider myself germaphobic. But there are certain things that weirded me out, like when I, that I never thought of before when we went to a restroom. And I'm thinking, how many people have just been through here? 
and you realize how your mind has changed the way you think of, of things you always kind of thought is safe or never thought much of, and you find yourself more aware of it. I wouldn't call myself phobic or even scared of it, but it does enter enter your mind. And I think that a lot of people are going to come out of this with their brain changed. Like they're going to start being more aware, maybe hyper aware, maybe obsessive compulsive. Um, I think there's a lot of it that's going to come out of this. You brought up food. And it's funny because most people think of, you know, oh, okay, I've got physical health problems. I eat better. Things are going to get better. But not a lot of people instantly associate mental illness or mental health with food. I think this is going to be a big thing moving forward because, you know, we've all been through a pretty traumatic couple of years. And I think yeah. our brains and our thought process are changed because of it. And how are we going to be able to like kind of reset our brains to kind of process the new normal and how is like food and, and vitamins and health and all this stuff going to be related to us kind of recovering from this? And so that's a great question. And honestly, there's so much scientific information. Um, I put together a, a while ago, this is before the pandemic, I put together how to beat anxiety and it's available on my website. It's a free um, email series that basically it shows vitamin and mineral deficiencies are linked to mental health issues, right? So that's why you want to get your B vitamins and vitamin C and D checked. But this pandemic had definitely affected our neurotransmitters. So the first place is always thought in the gut, healthy gut, healthy mind, healthy mood. It, it has been proven that if you don't have the beneficial bacteria on your stomach lining, that you can feel depressed. You can have anxiety because there is a gut-brain access. So our gut sends messages to our brain, and this is proven. <laughs> and so what do you want to do? You want to remember when was the last time you had an antibiotic? If you had an antibiotic, it kills the good and the bad. So you definitely need to take a probiotic. It has to be two hours away from the antibiotic. If you took the antibiotic in the past and never took a probiotic, you must assume that you do not have the right ratio of beneficial bacteria to bad bacteria. So that can also affect you. People have gotten very depressed after taking antibiotics, and then they're put on antidepressants. Antidepressants may, may serve a purpose, but it will not regulate the neurotransmitters because it's not just serotonin. We have so many other ones. So you definitely want to make sure at the least you're having a healthy um, probiotic for you. Right, So if you have like SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, and there are certain probiotics that don't work for you, um, then you have to take uh, specific strands for that. But if you are feeling anxious or depressed and you don't have this small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, then you definitely want to take that probiotic. You want to take a B-complex if you're not getting it from your foods. And how can you raise your serotonin? So take that probiotic, right? Um, eat those healthy meals. And then you can, take, you can take a homeopathic serotonin. You can take a homeopathic neurotransmitter if you prefer. You can take vitamin C and B6 because that also helps your adrenal system. And I would definitely look into N-acetylcysteine. Obviously talk to your medical practitioner before you start any exercise, new food regimen, as well as new supplement regimen. But how to reduce anxiety, there are nine simple tips that you would look at the whole lifestyle. Staying active, staying hydrated with water. If you smoke, obviously any other vices, you want to try to remove those. Um, for caffeine, are you having too much caffeine? And it might not just be from coffee, it could be from sodas. Are you getting enough quality sleep, 
I always, the golden nugget is to go to bed the same day you woke up. Um, and then are you meditating, laughing, finding joy? Like lots of people lost their joy. My son would always say, don't let any of the crisis going on in the world and everything else take away, steal your joy. Because once that happens, then you, you come from a place of sadness. Um, and then also eating that healthy diet, low sugar, stay away from excital toxins like MSG, monosodium glutamate. You want to make sure it's not in your foods because it does excite your neurons to death. Um, gluten causes a lot of problems with mental illness and dairy. Um, I always say, so what's left? Go on my Instagram page, which is just my name. Go on Stacy's, always showing healthy foods. Practice deep breathing, and then go get tested. Um, Anti-anxiety foods, if you're not allergic to nuts, um, Brazil nuts are very helpful because they contain selenium, and that improves mood. Fatty fish like Alaskan salmon, eggs, asparagus, pumpkin seeds, dark chocolate, turmeric, uh, foods rich in zinc, which also good for your immune system if you're worried about going back into the world, right? So uh, cashews, liver, beef, egg yolks also help. Magnesium foods, green leafy vegetables, um, avocados and almonds are also high in B vitamins. So that's where, I mean, look at the food you're eating. Are you getting your nutrients Take that probiotic. Look at these specialized supplements to help your anxiety because you're right. You also, it's going to be a shift and also in your mindset. What you can do, though, if you are in the public and you are going to public restrooms and even in a hotel and you know that the TV um, your remote control is usually the dirtiest, right? So you could wash your hands more. You could take silver gel with you. You can use silver soap. So silver is a natural antimicrobial, antibacteria, antifungal. It's something I don't leave the house with. Um, and you can take that with you and even spray the countertops with you when you're out in public, if you're staying in a hotel. And just know that the standard American diet is not good for one's mood. And it also, the sugar and the gluten and the trans fat are scientifically proven to negatively affect your neurological health as well as your mental happiness. Well, I can attest to that, Nancy, because I had, um, first I wanted to say, you know, Nancy has so much information. A great way to get it in small doses is her book, which is Healthy Living Every Day. And it's a page a day for the entire year of all kinds of tips, ranging from, you know, how to make your house healthier with cleaning products that are non-toxic to what you put in your body to what you think. You know, she covers every aspect of wellness. And... um I really I was recovering from bronchitis um, after the holidays, and Nancy reminded me that because I was on antibiotics, I really had to step it up. So I've been doing her protocol. I've been really working on my gut health and working on my sleep, which was a mess. And I can tell you that these steps really do, it takes time but I feel better, I'm less anxious, and I have more energy. There's no one answer, but, um, you know, you have to kind of figure out what, you know, what got out of balance, what went wrong, how am I contributing to it, and what I'm willing to do. There's no, she's got great information, but it's, it's not going to be practiced. And you can't always do everything because that can be overwhelming, but do some of the top, like, five things, even that will make a difference. You know, I'm kind of learning Baby now that we, <laughs> I'm yeah. kind of learning now that we're coming out of this pandemic that I don't juggle things as well as I used to. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of strange to me because all I did was I was secluded at home and I thought that I'd be able to still juggle everything and maintain everything. And that has not been the case. So for me, it has been an important realization to realize that um, I can't do everything that I once did, and that's okay, because I'm not the only person in this boat. So I think it's really important to understand that um, you're not alone. We are all in this boat, (laughs) literally. Um, together and I mean we are all fighting or or, you know we all have a challenge right now and I think that's really you know be easy with yourself I think that's really important you know what I'd like to say Crystal is I also think well perhaps you are putting too much pressure on yourself to do all those multitasking true and when you look at it it may be better to do it this way you know, like the, also like the pandemic changed and put shifts in people, right? So perhaps yeah. this is like, and I like how you say don't be hot on yourself, but you may also learn that this is a better way. Yeah. You know, I think, I think one of the biggest things is um, being open to the possibility of not knowing and not overscheduling yourself. And I, it's been a really hard lesson because we have, you know, been conditioned that we are a human being and, you know, there's a whole thing about this human doing thing. You don't need to do as much as you think you do possibly. So to learn how to be and be a human being um, that's been kind of interesting. And I mean, still feel productive and um, an essential part of whatever is going on in this new world that has been in chaos. I mean, let's be honest, it's been crazy. Exactly. I just, you know, everyone needs to be easy on themselves, but I also feel like one good thing about the pandemic was that people realized perhaps there was a lot of things that they didn't need to keep right. in their life. I and agree. they didn't need their lives to be hectic. And, you know, less is more. So we can honor that as well. You know, this is a journey. And I always say embrace the journey. Enjoy the journey. Like instead of saying, oh, I'm going to really live when I lose 20 pounds or 50 pounds or when I get to this financial goal or whatever. But what happens every day while you're working there? Like every day you wake up and embrace it. Like this is a day I'm getting closer to all these goals. I'm living the life I want to live to get there, you know? Right. So I think people put their lives on hold until they get somewhere. Right, and I have learned that there is a huge difference between being busy versus being productive. Yeah. It, there, I mean, it's hugely different. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, it, it's a unique – I mean, I can't think of another time in human history where we've, we're all basically dealing with something as, a, as, a, as the world and feeling out how to come out of it and figure it out. And this is, I mean, what better time to just start being there for each other and helping each other out than, than now. And I, and I know that you've got, you know, so much stuff. And, and I love that your book breaks it down. The number one thing we talk about here when people ask about changing their lives or getting healthy is it all seems overwhelming. And to have something like that, that kind of day by day is not overwhelming at all. And it's going to be time to lean on people like you and, and like Stacey because, you know, I said at the beginning, well, it's the only time we're going to have to be downtime enough to be able to make changes in our lives without having to work. Well, some of us, we have to work, but like, you know, we're going to be homebound. What better way to take advantage of this? And now we're on the other side of it. And a lot of people are struggling to get through it and figuring out what's next. And I I wanted to ask you, like, so we talked about the anxiety. We talked about the health. What else are you seeing or starting to reenter the world? We talked about, you know, the obsessive compulsiveness, the anxiety, the depression. Mm-hmm. And 
like what what kind of world are we looking at and how can we help each other kind of get through this coming out of it i mean definitely definitely seeing uh parents of little kids like do we wear the mask do we not wear the mask you know they're there and then when they okay it's been three weeks my kids haven't worn a mask and guess what they're fine and they were never like that before. So they do have to be gentle. But these people are nourishing their body. Like I never before is there such a need to really eat healthy. And if you can't eat healthy, if that's too overwhelming for you, you know, break it down into let's attack breakfast. Are we having breakfast? Some people like intermittent fasting and they feel that that's great for them. It really clears their mind and it clears their body. So they skip breakfast, you know, so that's when I say, oh, well, then make sure dinner the night before was a good protein. So it stays, gives you some nourishment. And, you know, I even recommend having like a Sun Warrior pea protein smoothie um, that you could just either add a scoop of it to water or to coconut or almond milk, because then that doesn't hit, that doesn't 100% break that intermittent fasting, but you're nourishing the body. So you should really look at what are you eating. Keep that journal. Can you make the connection to what you eat? Do you exercise? How do you feel? Are you irritated? Are you depressed? Mm. Are you anxious? I like to go above the food journal because it's not just, writing food, but all those things, your emotions, your energy, and that is being mindful. So I think the number one thing is mindfulness and really getting to have a true relationship with yourself. So what I like to tell my members and the people I work with, I like to say, okay, so what, you know, how mindful are you? Everything you think, every decision you make, is it going in the direction you want it to go? So when I spoke to this mom was talking about the mask, I said, well, how does it make you feel? What are you afraid of? What's the worst case scenario? Did it happen in the past? You know, are your kids eating healthy? Are they getting sleep? So if you then say, oh, well, look, I'm not sleeping well, I'm not eating well, I'm smoking, I'm drinking, I'm this, that. Well, then you may have, you may be in fear and feel anxious about going back into the world and the workforce because you may be vulnerable. You may very well be, right? So that's where you say, well, let's look at all these things and what can I work on today? Can I, you know, drink more water? You know, can I look at eating a healthier breakfast? And then can I look at lunch and dinner? And again, like Stacey says, you don't need to do it all. But then am I the type that is very sluggish in the morning and I get wound up at night? Well, that's your adrenal right. system. So you must nourish it. And, you know, if you're very stressed out, look at, certain uh, brain neurotrophic factors. You look at L-theanine. You look at GABA. Again, you have to, you could be on medication. I don't know. So you always have to check with your medical practitioner. Look at N-acetylcysteine. Not only does it help for mental health, it boosts your immune system. It protects your lungs. It actually helps stop the replication of viruses. Like that's a powerful supplement. Um, so, Look at your lifestyle and look at your environment. And then, you know, recently I put up on my blog a checklist, a health checklist, like look at where you are in your life on how healthy are you according to these certain things and how happy are you. Because total wellness is incorporating the health of body and mind. So, you'll feel kinder and less irritated if you're putting simple steps in to lead a healthier lifestyle. And it's not just food, 
It's, you know, again, exercise. I think we all need exercise. It helps. And exercise could be, you know, the yoga. It could be walking. It could be a combination of it all. And hydration, you know. And then every single time a negative thought comes in your mind, ask yourself why. And then replace it with a positive one or act, do something positive because then that will overwrite the negative. And I think a lot of people are just very fearful, but we must move on. We must get back to living normal lives and fulfilled lives. And if we're not ready to do that, ask yourself what fear is preventing it. So if you're afraid of getting sick, then look at your lifestyle. Because if you're living a healthy lifestyle on all these different factors, now it may not be as fearful. So, like, that's where I say being mindful, asking yourself questions, and then not just opening yourself up and not having the healthy lifestyle factors. And it's a work in progress, obviously, and take it one day at a time. What can you do today to reach that total wellness, be happier, and be happier so that's mental health and be healthier, physical health? And the two can go together. But sometimes there are biomedical imbalances that prevent you from reaching both. So if you've been working on living a healthy lifestyle, but you can't feel better or feel happier, it could be that there is a gut issue, there is a metabolism issue, there is, you know, something with your digestion or your elimination. You know, people don't always make the connection that you need a daily elimination because that's the end of digestion. So, we have to look at how does your body function. And unfortunately, conventional practitioners don't look at all these factors. So you can, you know, piece it together, you know, read the book or listen to a podcast or, you know, take notes and, um, and, and again, follow your gut, listen to your own intuition and say, do I feel better? Yeah, and I think it's really important that you mention all this because there's two very distinct things that I've worked into my schedule, and it's a question that I ask myself all the time. Is this contributing to me being proactive, or is this contributing to me being reactive? Excellent. Yeah, and that I mean, for you? Um, really well, because I... I realized that I um, I wasn't as proactive as I thought I was. And being tripped up with all this pandemic stuff and all this surgery stuff and medical stuff I've been dealing with, it's made me incredibly reactive. And it's not always um, a positive situation. So not only that... Now I have to deal with the emotional fallout because now I'm aware of these triggers. So now I have to deal with it. So, but there's a healthy way to deal with it. And, you know, being proactive and doing something that I can do for myself and being mindful and being honest that, you know, I need to take five minutes or whatever the case may be. I need a break or, you know, whatever. I need a snack or I need to fuel myself with better options than I have been allowing myself to have because I was in the middle of a pandemic and I was in a mental fog and not making good decisions about myself. And, you know, there's fallout from that. So now that we're on the upswing, hopefully, knock on wood, um, right, proactive or reactive, and this has been a huge thing for me, and it's a daily thing. Daily. It's daily, and and that's that's what's so important. You know, like, when we wake up, it's a blessing that we have woken up, right? So it's like you can actually start your day from a place of gratitude, like, wow, let's the day like this is great I'm here I'm alive what am I going to do 
you know, and what are you going to do for yourself? So a lot of times when I speak to parents and moms in particular, like they're always, you know, taking care of everybody else, and then there's no need time for themselves. So I would say that everyone, no matter what your status is, has to find some non-negotiable me time where you just, you know, start the day in gratitude and then breathe and say, what do I have to get accomplished today? And what am I going to, you know, okay, I have to do all these things for work or family, but what am I going to do for myself? And what makes me feel great? So if it makes me feel good to get on that mat, I'm going there. And then after you get off the mat, what are you going to fuel your body with? Because it's one thing to get on the mat and then you go to McDonald's. You know, that's that's garbage, right? And it affects your neurotransmitters, and it's addictive. So once you get off the mat, what are you going to do? You know, so – and, and if you don't feel like eating, then, you know, go get some type of like the Sun Warrior pea protein or something that you enjoy that's good for you that's going to fuel your body. And then plan out your meals and, 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 and see how do you feel. Again, make that connection for you. No one's going to do this for you. You have to, and I always say, you have to feel worthy enough to reach your full potential. You sure. have to know your self-worth. And I have seen through the years many people don't realize they're actually here for a reason. They, and I always say you have a mission and a message that you want to share with the world and a purpose with your loved ones, your coworkers, that, that in order to do all of that, you must feel good about yourself. So it's all connected. Be the ripple effect because it's for the betterment of humanity, what you have to offer. So when you wake up, if it comes from gratitude and says, hey, I've been on hold for two-something years and I have so much more living I want to do and so much I want to share, but in order to do that, I must feel good in my skin and I must be healthy so I have energy and I must have clear minds so I need to pick the right foods and drink the right stuff and take the right supplementation to support me because I can't get it all from my food. Like that's how we should really conquer the day and our thoughts. You, you can't give away what you don't have yourself. That's what they say, right? Exactly. That's I right. Stacy, uh, St- uh, I know you had a, a bunch of stuff you wanted to cover today, and I didn't realize we're getting on so so far. So I didn't know if there's anything you wanted to go over with Nancy. Something you had planned. I've, I've been I've been yapping over here. <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. I I know Nancy had a few food plans that we're possibly going to be talked about and you know we're in the change of season now and and that can affect you know sometimes people's eating shifts a little and and the way you feel starts to shift because we've had a time change temperatures are rising and it's all positive but you know our bodies sometimes need a little adjustment to to transition properly so did you want to talk about those food plans you, you sent me, Nancy? Yeah. So I wanted to, like, we could be going into seasonal allergy time. And for seasonal allergies, we also want to look at our foods. And some people are more vulnerable to seasonal allergies. But these are the foods that actually can trigger seasonal allergies or make exasperate them, make them worse. So alcohol, peanuts, sugar, processed foods, wheat, chocolate, and um, even caffeine. So, and in particular for that one is coffee because uh, lots of coffee are filled with mold. So we see this commonality. We see the sugar, the processed foods, the wheat, right, um, are not good for mental health. And they're definitely not good for seasonal allergies. And there are certain things that one can take for, to help 
with the seasonal allergies, and those are um, quercetin, bromelain, uh, as well as stinging nettle. These are natural antihistamines, and then there are also histamines in homeopathic remedies as well. But those you can get in supplements, or you can even get teas, like stinging nettle tea as well, or muline is something that can help with all of these um, common allergies. And then when we look at how food impacts the springtime, it's a great time to do a detox. So you can just do a detox by looking at your food and trying to go organic wherever possible because if it's not organic, it has something called glyphosate in it, and that is a toxin that's um, a carcinogenic, but it also destroys your beneficial bacteria. So I know when I do testing for um, anyone who has any um, allergies vulnerable to weakened immune system as well as depression or anxiety, they usually have elevated glyphosate. And it's very easy to um, reduce that is by eating organic foods, making sure that they don't have glyphosate. Nowhere do they put it on the label. Other things that you could look at are like the Mediterranean diet. Um, and the, if you have a lot of GI issues, you look at the GAP diet or the low FODMAP diet. Um, and then there's um, you know, keeping it balanced, but healthy inflammatory responses, like looking at what foods can cause inflammation and getting away from them. And again, wheat is one of them. Corn is one of them that causes a lot of issues, nightshade vegetables, uh, like eggplants. If you have a lot of inflammation, that can bother you. So I would go back to the journaling and, and see if you can see the pattern amongst yourself because there are inflammatory foods that cause all type of things, such as arthritis. Um, anything that has itis after it. So there's arthritis, dermatitis, um, there's also bronchitis, sinusitis. Whenever you have one of these conditions, that means you have inflammation throughout your body and you definitely want to look at the food and also make sure you're drinking enough pure water because that's going to help. Green leafy vegetables are going to help. Your um, berries can really help. Apples are very high in quercetin. Um, those type of foods, pears are very good for you as well. And then lean uh, proteins, turkeys, chicken, uh, as well as low mercury fish, fish like salmon. Well, I, I was just, I was just about to throw to uh, Stacy, but I think she got disconnected. So, uh, Stacy, if you can hear this, give us a call back. Um, so, I don't know if you wanted to go along. I don't know what you and Stacy had planned. I I, I kind of took up a lot of space during the show, so I didn't want to just. I wanted you to guys get be able to get that stuff in until she calls back. Oh, and then there's also like apple cider vinegar is also great to reduce inflammation throughout your whole system that can also help balance hormones and normalize blood sugar levels. It can increase oxygen as it releases iron from the food you eat. So, you know, a lot of people know apple cider vinegar, like there are tablets and capsules and people say, oh, it helps with weight loss. But honestly, apple cider vinegar, you could just, you know, add a little uh, splash of it, you can get Bragg's um, apple cider vinegar and add it to water, lemon water, uh, because it is an antibacterial, but it also is anti-inflammatory. It helps you with digestion, increases your oxygen. That's something really good during this pandemic we needed. Normalizing blood sugar, balancing hormones, controlling food cravings. It actually helps with high blood pressure. It can improve cholesterol and it relieves sinus pressure. So that's really good. And then I, yeah, I swear the, by that stuff. 
it's so good. I mean, you kind of get like into the taste after a while. Some people don't like it at the beginning. I would say just put it I, in water, like because could bother your teeth otherwise, you know. I, I hated the taste at the beginning, and then I started adding it to my smoothies. And if I don't have it in my smoothie, uh, it doesn't taste good. It doesn't taste right. <laughs> and you know, and you could even make a salad dressing with it. You could add lemon and mustard to it. Yeah. I like to make my own, but that stuff is so good. And then, you know, just like remove any, if you could get away from the inflammatory foods, again, sugar, artificial sweeteners, saturated fats, your wheat, your corn, dairy. Uh, Then we go into processed soy, isolates. That's why I'm a fan of pea proteins, um, packaged foods, deli meats. You know, there's Applegate Farm makes a good deli meat. So like stay away from the ones that, like, boar's head, they put casein in it. I have no idea why they're putting a milk protein in some meat, but they do. Um, and get away just, from the artificial colors and dyes as well. Just to keep you updated, we have Stacy back now. I, I think she okay. dropped for a second. I got disconnected. <laughs> Stacy, we're talking about all anti-inflammatory foods and then I know uh, Stacy has some really good recipes like if you want to add ginger and turmeric and cinnamon and um, you want to share that recipe that we had talked about for anti-inflammatory well for the drink I don't know if we're thinking yeah I, I've taken your idea of golden milk and added even more spices and uh, maybe herbs, but I wrote about this a couple weeks ago. It's on my Facebook business page, which is called Stacy Morris Sacred Self-Transformation. And I write about all kinds of wellness topics, but there is a, an actual recipe that I've concocted just from you know my, my work with Nancy and reading about Ayurveda, and I make a golden milk out of unsweetened almond milk with a whole bunch of spices and herbs. And I feel, I feel really good. I mean, noticeably good after eating or drinking this. And I notice my cravings really, really are diminished. And I just feel more balanced. And one thing that I, I learned about myself was that I, I was taking good supplements, but I was taking too many of them, uh, specifically like turmeric and curcumin. Cur- how, how do you say it? Curcumin? Yes. It's yes. A, and um, that can actually really overtax, even though it's great stuff, it can, when it's taken in a pill, it can overtax the liver. And I just thought, okay, wait a minute, I can get this, this uh, herb another way, like the way we're really meant to have it, which is through food or drink. And when I switched and started taking, you know, the the herbs in a different way and not in a pill, it changed the game. So I wanted to throw that oh, wow. out there. It might it might help others. I never would have thought that this was that's, that's you know possibly hurting my body, you know, and mm. but you know, it's like Nancy said, you gotta you gotta play around try try a few different methods and see if it actually does help but this really helped me and i would so never you, go back to pill turmeric again huh. so is is it like one of you know sometimes you know with with you know pharmaceuticals or drugs or whatever you know medicine you know once you start taking it on a regular basis you know your body either reacts badly or just gets used to it is that something that happens a lot with these like supplements if you if you rely on them too heavily for a long period of time that they become ineffective or obviously with Stacy it started having a negative effect so that's a great question I think again this is where the mindfulness comes in right so like for lysine I'll give an example usually we say stay on lysine for six months and then you give your body a break for six months, so you always take it during the cold and flu season. There are some people that they can't come off it after the six months because these were people who were prone to cold sores, right, when they're under stress 
and during cold and flu season. So when they come off of it, they'll always get, they'll feel like they're getting a culture where they say, I feel so much better being on it. So that's where the mindfulness comes in, right? Some people will say, I need to take spirulina to get me going because it gives me energy. And um, as opposed to taking one of those six-hour whatever energy caffeinated drinks are, right? So it's knowing the body. It's like so we come from a place of like how I usually do protocols is I come from functional medicine lab testing and blood testing that a person has done in the CBC and additional markers and say, okay, if the body, where's the imbalances? And then there are different stages. There's mild, moderate, and advanced, right? So we have to then, like an annual physical, do a test so we can see where is the body at. Has the body gone into the reserves that it needs? So everybody's different. Like somebody who has had parasites in the past, well, their B12 and their vitamin C can take a long, long time to get them back to the adequate dosage and the adequate reserve, as I like to call it. And then they could taper off. Um, Once you're in tune with the body and you see, okay, I have this energy, but when I'm off of this, this supplement or this food regimen or this exercise regimen, I start to slip. With Stacey, she was great. She was very mindful. And she was like, I feel better when instead of taking the turmeric capsule, I'm drinking it. Well, we're absorb- she's absorbing it faster as opposed to it going into her, right, uh, her gut and then having mm-hmm. it broken down. There are certain things that need to go into the gut like probiotics. It's got to get to the gut. They can't get lost on its way. So it really depends on the person's um, what the what imbalances we're dealing with, the health we're dealing with, as well as the constitution of the body. And then you go from there. So, you know, a person evolves. So they might not need something anymore. They may need less. They may put it into like what I call maintenance. Instead of taking something every day, move it then to the weekends when it's ready. And I think during COVID and during the whole pandemic, people were like freaking out. I had someone taking such high dosage of vitamin C that it was like 7,000 a day. You could get kidney stones like at that point. Not good. Like more isn't always better. So I think that it's important, again, to know your health and know what, what health issues you may be vulnerable to from genetics or just environment or lifestyle, and then get on a good uh, protocol, food, exercise, supplements. Not, like you can't just not be a healthy lifestyle person and then take supplements because that's not the magic thing either. It, we have to look at it all. And then knowing when to you can t- lessen and tweak back and do things differently. But for some people, the supplements don't ever, like, stop working because their body may still need it. But it's also good to look and say, are you still feeling that way? You might want to tweak it and replace it with something else, an alternative. Uh, I, I absolutely, and I I always refer to Stacy because I sometimes I forget that she's not like she has she doesn't have like a million masters in this type of field because you looked at her because she's had so much experience and she's 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 a reporter at heart and she tries things and investigates and she sees what works and what doesn't so sometimes I forget that she doesn't have a master's degree in in, in fitness and education because I in uh, in uh-huh. nutrition because I go to her for so many examples. Uh, and that all comes from her just being really good at reading her body. And it, it's a skill set that you eventually have to, you know, you learn and you listen to yourself and you figure out what works and what doesn't, what makes you feel good, what doesn't. And that's just a, an experience thing. And, and Stacey's been really committed to uh, to trying to hone and fine-tune her body into what works for her. Yeah, and it gets easier. If you really start to trust yourself and, you know, 
be willing to do some trial and error. And you, you, I, I've never gotten that far, of course. You know, it's like your body is such a, an amazing, wise guide. It, it's really not going to steer you wrong. But you gotta, you gotta, you know, develop some trust in yourself. I think, um, and Nancy always encourages that. I think too often, you know, people just sort of default to whatever a book they've read or some famous guru, you know, health guru. Like, no, you've really got to listen to your body. That's the ultimate authority. You know, you can you can learn a few things here and there and get some tips, but it's the practicing of it that really counts. 100%. You, do, you are so committed to, you know, your wellness, which is always refreshing. Oh, it's just great. Mm-hmm. And, and we could all learn from each other. You know, no one knows it all. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. We all are yeah. learners <laughs> and experimenters, you know, like just wonderful to share and be with like-minded individuals. Definitely. Uh, 100% agree. Mm -hmm. And then one thing I I do, I want to recommend is, you know, I like to do this once a year. So I I don't always get to it every year, but the organic acid test, which reads so much about the body's function that I can't discern myself. I mean, I, I know my body pretty well now, but I'll take one of these tests and Nancy will be like, okay, your liver's doing this. Or it's not doing this. And I'm like, oh, really? I mean, I I wouldn't have guessed, you know. But it picks up all these subtleties about the way um, organs are functioning, um, the way metabolism is functioning, and there's just nothing like it. It's different. It's more in-depth than a blood test. And blood tests are necessary, but I think if you really want to get a read on what supplements you do and don't need, the organic acid test is really amazing for that. Yeah, and functional medicine lab tests really are proactive, and they go deep, and they show you across all systems. So I would highly recommend everyone getting it. And then when you do get a blood test like the CDC, please recommend, please demand that your practitioner checks your B12, your C, your D, um, as well as if you're looking for inflammation, check for CRP, which is C-reactive protein. ESR is another biomarker that um, should be checked for inflammation. And then if you are, check your magnesium. It's important. And if you are concerned about this, this virus that kept us down for so long, check your ACE uh, receptors, and that's checked through blood. Check your antibodies, as well as checking that D-dimmer blood marker. All of these can be checked through blood, and your insurance should cover it. And last thing, always ask for a copy of your blood work and keep it in a folder or a binder someplace, like where you would keep your taxes and add to it every year because lots of times doctors change portals and you lose all of your past stuff, and it's just great to see how you've progressed from year to year. Yeah, I, definitely. Great, it's amazing advice, yeah. and, and I, they're going to kick us off here in a, in a couple of minutes, so i I got to get all your, your stuff in there. NancyGabarche.com, all socials, uh, StacyMorris.com, Stacy Morris on Facebook. Thank you guys so much, and, and you know, the past couple of years have been has been insane, and and you know when you're seeing this, the hospitals are overwhelmed. I know my mom is works in a hospital, and she's everything is just so crazy there. So it's really important to have people like Nancy, you know, around because we're at a point now where so many of this medical staff is overwhelmed that they can't give the attention that they possibly even want to to everybody. It's so crazy. So you got to take responsibility for your own health too. And when you seek out somebody like Nancy's program and stuff, you're contributing because, you know, the one thing they didn't really talk to you about in all of the debates and everything is, is diet. I mean, it's, it was left out of the conversation a lot. And it's so important, as I know, Nancy, you can attest to uh, with everything. So I definitely urge you guys to seek out, you know, Nancy or somebody in your area like Nancy or Stacy 
and talk to people because the biggest, you know, thing, you know, look at the numbers. The people who died were obese and overweight, and, and it's something that needs to be addressed as a, as a country, and you guys have to be proactive about it. So, Nancy, you're such an amazing resource for that, and I, I hope people will head over there and, and take you up on that. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me on. It's always <laughs> great to be with you guys and Stacy. Thank you so much. Oh. Yeah, thanks. Well, I, I appreciate you guys, and uh, I, I can't believe we're already at spring again, and I hope you guys will have a great few months. I can't wait to talk to you guys again, and we usually all wrap this up with Crystal Stewart and her magical Canadian quote master wisdom. She usually pulls a quote from the archives and shares it with us as we head off into next week. So, Crystal, without any further ado. Yep. Okay, so this week's quote is from John Maxwell, and it's really um, a great one. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. Oh, I perfect. Like that one. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I hope I wish you guys an uphill battle, an uphill, uh, an uphill conquest, and I hope we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully uphill. But who knows? It's 2022. You can't get, you can't count on anything anymore. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you, Crystal, Thanks, guys. as thank always. You. All right. Have a great week, and we will talk to you probably sooner than I can even imagine. The world is moving so quickly. We'll see you guys soon. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! I don't believe it! Diamond Cutter out of the power box! We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.